The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. And what matters to me? I think I'll. Hmm, let me think about that a little bit. No, I don't have to think about that at all. What matters to me? That there's something other than football going on in this world. And it's baseball, it's basketball. <laughs> Baseball and basketball have uh, come back into the picture now. As a matter of fact, baseball is that it's reached its pinnacle. It's it's there. It is the World Series, and of course, you know we got the San Francisco Giants are going to be playing. And uh, you know what? The Giants, man, we, we we you know we haven't talked about you know the, the baseball Giants in a, in a long time. But you know, there's some history here. I think the last time the Giants was there was a little a lot of controversy going on with the Giants that kept them in the media for a long time and that obviously we know was a steroids scandal or, or uh, what is it some type of performance enhancement drugs that uh, supposedly Barry Bonds was taking but uh, you know I, I don't know if that's fair to to bring it up again because certainly I don't think baseball wants it brought up again and uh but that's okay. The World Series has started tonight. And I believe uh, Chef Julian just joined me. So, uh, Chef Julian, the World Series is tonight. Uh, wow, man. Are you aware of the fact? That, I mean, does, is, this, is this something that the United States of America is, is pastime, which is baseball, has kind of fallen off the map a little bit? You know, there's no scandals going on really now. Alex Rodriguez, who was the biggest part of the scandal, has, you know, kind of been... He of course didn't play this year, so uh, but but tonight the World Series. Who you who do you have, Chef Julian? Are you paying attention? Well, I'm always I'm I always go by stats, and the Royals are the first team to go undefeated through the uh, first eight games of their playoff run. So I'm going to go with the Royals. I mean, they're looking really good. And they got hot at the right time. Well, you know, uh, one thing about, um, you know, the the Royals is that I I remember, you know, years ago, and I think it was, uh, oh, gosh, I I, I forget Brett's last name, but I I just remember, you know, Kansas City is, you know, having some rich tradition. It's been a long time uh, since they've really been in a hunt really to make, uh, you know, any noise that I recall. but at the same time, I think San Francisco's just got tremendous tradition out there as well. Uh, but to go undefeated throughout a playoff, I don't care if it's basketball, football, baseball, or hockey, that is, that's something. Uh, you, you wonder if, if, if they're going to 
you know, fizzle out, you know, uh, how much energy did it take them to do that? Well, it didn't take them a lot because really what they did is they saved themselves um, a lot of time uh, because, of course, they were able to eliminate their um, their opponents, you know, in a minimal amount of games. So they didn't play extra games. So they might have some extra energy. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. But uh, that's what matters to me. The World Series has started. So, so let me talk to the chef about what's cooking. Uh, that what I really want to know, and that is, the, you know, the NFL, of course, had another weekend of football and some great football of the games you watched, Julian, the ones you read about, you saw the highlights of, you read about. Which game was the most intriguing? Which one did you enjoy the most over this past weekend? I mean, of course, most would say uh, Peyton Manning chasing 509. But to be honest, one one game that intrigued me was uh, Kansas City versus uh, San Diego. They that team, they're they're division rivals, and every single time they meet, it's an exciting game. And they did pull off one more exciting game uh, for Sunday. Yeah, and you know Andy Reid continues to to amaze me. You know he's he's able to get his teams up and you know get them motivated. He just got a man. He's almost got that uh, Marty Schottenheimer curse, but but he's been to a Super Bowl. But uh, the San Diego Chargers, I just again, I I I don't believe in them. You know Patrick Peterson, I think he tweeted this morning to first take that. Wow, they still weren't believing in the Arizona Cardinals, but I still cannot believe. And the San Diego Chargers. I, I don't care who they play, who they beat, uh, how impressive they are when they look. It's almost like, you know, the big boy show, Stephen A. Smith, thinks that, okay, you think Tony Romo's going to get it done. He's doing playing well, but you can count on him that when it's crunch time, he's not going to show up. That's what I feel about the San, San Diego Chargers. When it's crunch time, they're just not going to show up. But... Uh, there were some other good games out there as well. You, you you picked that as your top game. The Peyton Manning game to me, you know, really, you know, was that game more about, I mean, I think going into that game, everybody got what they expected. You know Peyton was going to break the record, you know, and if if it was just about seeing Peyton break the record, you know, okay, he he's done that. But I, I would say this. You know, I, I think I was a little disappointed in the San Francisco 49ers because I, I believe any time that you can spoil any party for anybody in sports, that's what you want to do. You don't want to be the team that somebody, you know, makes or breaks a record. Yeah, that's not how you want to show up, you know. You, you want to take tremendous pride in not being on their highlight film. So for me, I was pretty disappointed in the San Francisco 49ers, and to me, I think I saw a little give up in them. What, what do you think? Do you think they, they, didn't, they certainly didn't play the entire 60 minutes? Yeah, they certainly gave up. And you could tell as they brought their subs in at the end of the game. So uh, I really think the, the 49ers, they didn't look like the same team. I mean, of course, they had some injuries. You know, uh, Navarro Bowman is still out with that ACL, MCL tear, that gruesome injury. Uh, Patrick Willis didn't uh, suit up because of an aggravated toe, but uh, still, I think that the San, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, they didn't look like themselves, and they haven't been looking like themselves in the past few weeks, and it's something to uh, take notice of. Now, now, the San Francisco 49ers not looking like themselves, I really don't think that they, this is probably one of the more competitive divisions in, in pro football. And certainly the San Francisco 49ers are right there in the hunt 
but they they tend to be dropping a little bit when when it's all said and done. I mean, the the division could very well the conference um, champion could come out of this division. Some people think it could be you know the Philadelphia Eagles, perhaps, and we'll get to that later, or the Dallas Cowboys, perhaps. We'll of course get to that later, but you know, obviously. You know, the San Francisco 49ers have some people within their division that, you know, they're going to have to fight because I don't know if they can make it as a wild card. I, I, I don't I'm not sure about that because that division is so tough and they, they play each other, you know, a couple times uh, being the Cardinals. They got to play the Cardinals. Obviously, they got to play um, um, the, uh, the Seahawks. So the Seahawks didn't look real good either. I mean. The 49ers, the Seahawks, the only people that are really looking good in that division is the Arizona Cardinals, and they, of course, got the Philadelphia Eagles coming this week. Do you do you believe in the Arizona Cardinals? Did you get a chance to see them a little bit? Uh, I do. I do actually believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they've started three quarterbacks. Like, they've played three quarterbacks this whole season, and they're still 5-1 and one, or probably 5-2, and two. Uh, but it's 5-1. and one. Yeah, and um, it's something that that is so surprising to me. I've never seen a team that starts that plays three different uh, quarterbacks, and they are still able to maintain a great record like that. And it just shows you that it's not just one uh, position that's being played very well. It's every single position, and they're playing as a team. Yeah, and I think one thing for the record, I'm going to give the Arizona Cardinals this. I know a couple of weeks ago, Michael Vick said that he wasn't prepared to uh, to take snaps in a game uh, when he was uh, called upon. Uh, certainly, the Arizona Cardinals quarterbacks are paying attention in the meetings. They're getting their study in, and they're prepared to play. Uh, I, you know, really, they've been prepared to play because of injury. But if you look at it, another historical thing about them, I don't think you've had three quarterbacks that start three different games in, in the NFL and not throw an interception. They finally threw an interception this, this game. Uh, but, I, but I also uh, look at the Arizona Cardinals. It makes me think about stuff that's going on over in the Washington Redskins. And uh, they, they, of course, made a switch in their quarterback, not because of injury, but because Cousins just wasn't getting it done. And, of course, they put McCoy in there, and he got some things done. Of course, it was, you know, the players who were making yards after the catch as well. But let me ask you, do you think quarterbacks, and particularly in the league, I like what the Redskins did. They weren't getting production, so it's like, okay, well, RG3 is our future, but still, you know, let's try something. They put another quarterback in. I believe. I don't think Cousins was hurt. Maybe I missed that. Do you believe if you got a quarterback who's not producing, should you try another quarterback or should you just stick with this guy thinking he, you know, sooner or later he's going to make it happen? Uh, if he's not our starter, I certainly think you should bench him. And that's what they did at the second half. And at the start of the second half, they told Kirk Cousins we're going with McCoy. And McCoy did not disappoint. And, you know, that's one thing that backups uh, need to learn how to do. They need to learn how to step up when it's their time, and that's certainly what McCoy did. He got out there and he got the job done, and he won the game for the Washington Redskins, and I think he deserved that starting position. Well, I'll I tell you what. Uh, you know, Cousins was okay for a minute. Uh, obviously, he, he, he wasn't okay long enough for the team to stick with him. Uh, I guess they felt as if they really wanted to try to make a run. They weren't willing to give up on 
you know, on the season because they know RG3 is going to be down. I think he's taking some reps now, but they still don't expect him to be back anytime soon. But it, they just weren't going to accept the fact that, you know, because RG3 is down that we can't win games. And if the quarterback is the problem, uh, then we're going to make some adjustments, you know, at the quarterback position. So I give them credit for that. But I, getting back to the Arizona Cardinals, I give them a whole lot of credit. And you probably that, that probably has a lot to do with the coaching. Uh, because obviously they've got three quarterbacks that were prepared. Even when, like we said, with the Redskins, when McCoy came in, he was prepared. So you want to give them props, too, and kudos for having their quarterback prepared. Uh, you might want to think about the New York Jets, and, and obviously there was something that they weren't doing in terms of assuring that their backup quarterback, I don't care how long of a seasoned veteran he is and a professional he's been, I think it's still part of the coach's responsibility to make sure that their players are prepared. And you can only do that by either asking them questions in the film room or getting them reps on the playing field or handing out tests, um, you know, to make sure that they've gone over the game plan and they know it and they're prepared for that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little bit of blame of that on the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, Chef Julian. And, and we're going to come back. And, of course, you know, whenever I have you on the phone, it's always a pleasure. And one of the things that we're going to do is we're certainly going to take a look at that, uh, that power ranking. We, we had a discussion about the power ranking last week. I was pretty, pretty impressed with, uh, you know, how we went down that list and uh, some of the things that, that you were able to reveal. And I want to make sure we do that again. And then uh, probably after that segment, what I want everybody to stick around because we're going to be joined by a CEO of Troop 21. And that is Guy Troop, because of course the Super Bowl here is the Super Bowl is here in Arizona, and we'll be hosting the Player Networking event as well as the Super Bowl. It is the 15th annual of the Player Networking event. So I tell you what, we're going to take a break. You probably hear that music. I certainly do. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City is with me, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me, of course, the World Series. And, of course, those two teams are going to have the San Francisco Giants and the Kansas City Royals will be playing. And, um, as we mentioned, an historical event, the arrival for Kansas City into the World Series is something we've never seen before. A team going undefeated, a lot of rest, didn't have to play as many games, of course, as, um, as the Giants had to play. So we'll see if, that's, uh, if that benefits them or if, uh, if it's to their detriment. Perhaps maybe not playing enough games and, and resting or whatever is not a good thing. I've always felt that it was always good for my body to get some rest, but uh, when you got to sit around and wait a little bit sometimes, it, it gets you a little antsy and gives you some time to do some things that you didn't expect you'd have time to do. And so we'll see how that works out. But uh, I myself, mm, I'm not going to pick a winner yet. Maybe next week when I come back, I'll pick a winner. But Chef Julian, let's get back down to, of course, uh, America's game. It used to be baseball. I think now it's football. America's team used to be the Dallas Cowboys. And now survey says it's the Denver Broncos. Of course, we talked about Peyton Manning, and of course, his you know great day that he had, breaking the record and things of that nature. Uh, but now, what I want to do is that I want to get into this power ranking. We're probably going to get about five of them in because then uh, we'll be at the halfway mark. Guy Troop is going to join us, then we'll pick up afterwards. So, like we always do, we start at the bottom. Let, let's start at the bottom, number ten. I believe we have a new number ten uh, that we have this week in the power rankings that perhaps maybe wasn't there last week. And I think a team from that state up north might be number 10. Am I correct? Uh, yes, you are correct. It's the, uh, the Detroit Lions at number 10. And the Detroit Lions. Now, obviously, the Detroit Lions are, you know, they're playing. You know, Megatron, if you can win without Megatron, I don't care who you're playing. If you're number one receiver, and probably you know, to some people, the best receiver in pro football right now. Uh, I'm not sure about that. You know, I still think I think the younger Megatron was better than the Megatron now, only because he's getting older. And again, you know, people are are able to get their hands on him a little bit more. Um, you know, the defensive backs are running with him. I, I I think he's lost just a little bit. I still take him. You know. He'd still be in my, you know, top mm, three or four receivers. Uh, but I think he may have lost a little bit. But the Detroit Lions, how, how are you feeling about the Detroit Lions? You think is that is that the right spot for them to be in? Are you impressed with the way they've been playing? Or or you think, uh, again, this could be prematurely to put them up there in the top ten? Um, I think I think they're uh I think they're good where they're at, uh, to be honest, because their their defense is solid. Uh they're they're off they're our offense is always uh, just miraculous it, with uh, Matthew Stafford at quarterback. You got Calvin Johnson, and now Golden Tate, one of one of the top ten uh, uh, wide receivers statistically. Uh, he's getting a lot more catches because they are doubling up on Megatron. You know, they have Reggie Bush and Joy Bell uh, at running back, and they can do some damage. I think that's good where they're at at ten. And so, and so you think, uh, I mean, overall, from the way you just described it, it sounds like they've got a solid team. Uh, you know, one thing about it, you know, Sue's always there doing his thing. If nothing else, just his presence on the field is a threat. Uh, but I, I certainly, again, I think 10, 
Yeah, I think that's a good place for them. I really do. Uh, I, I, I'm expecting some good things out of Detroit. Again, they got that bad man they got to worry about. Again, that's Brett Favre. They've already got to worry about him. Uh, but but I like what I see out of Detroit Lions. I'm going to go to you and tell me number nine is going to be. Number nine is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, I believe, had a you know a, a good showing, obviously. Um, you You, I think, well... Knowing that you are from the Hall of Fame city, it's always hard for folks from the Hall of Fame city to root for the Baltimore Ravens. But you got to give them their props when they deserve them. And you got to do that this week. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, they're, they're playing uh, very well this, uh, these past few weeks. I just, I'm just concerned about that defense. I feel like they give up too much yards, and I feel like they're – letting other teams that shouldn't score uh, score on them. And uh, if they tighten up that defense, they could be a real, real threat in the AFC. And, and and are you feeling good about Joe Flacco? I, I, he's showing, Joe's a little inconsistent, but he's showing a little consistency this last couple games, correct? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been consistent these last two games, but the last few games before that, he was right, showing that's a, I, that, a bit discrepancies, that, but... Uh, I've been behind Joe Flacco before he even got the ring. I mean, I I always thought he was an elite quarterback, and you know he's going to show it. He's going to show it these next few years. Well, that's what you know. That's what I was saying. These last couple games, he's he's been okay. Because you're right. Prior to that, I I was a little concerned about him, but it was just uh, not that I would give up on him. Uh, you know, kind of like some people have on Jay Cutler, not that degree. Uh, but certainly, I was there was a reason for concern. Uh, so let's go to. I believe we should be at number eight now, and in that number eight spot, we've got uh, the New England Patriots. And the New England Patriots. Now, you know, I, you know, the New England Patriots kind of remind me of you know when I was a kid, and there was always you know kids that you would always say to yourself, "Listen, don't make him mad because if you make him mad, you know he can fight when he's mad." And I kind of think that's, you know, that's Tom Brady. Don't, don't make Tom Brady mad. Why, why do you want to make Tom Brady mad? Why do you want to make Bill Belichick mad? You know, why do you want to doubt their ability? You know, it, it doesn't surprise me. I expect the New England Patriots to, to be there. Uh, you know, one thing about it, if you've got, a, if you've got an accurate quarterback, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I want everybody to understand this. If you've got an accurate quarterback who understands the system, and, this, and all aspects of the system of playing football, and that is, you, first of all, you got to get under center. you got to be able to look and see what's in front of you. you got to see what's real, and you got to understand what's just, you know, again, this is just a facade to make you think it's what you want to see, but it's not what you're going to see. And the next thing you know, when they snap the ball, you see something else. Well, when that ball snapped, you got to be able to read quickly and instantly, and there's a couple different places where you can look. You look at them safeties back there, and they can give you some indication. A lot of things that people should also understand, too. In, in, in sports, when you're watching football, when you see a man go in motion, particularly a wide receiver or a running back come out the backfield, go in motion, or a wide receiver cross the field, go in motion, if nobody follows him, chances are they're not in man-to-man coverage. So that's one of the things that helps a quarterback read right there. If they're in man-to-man coverage, when a receiver runs one way across the, across the center in particular, or running back goes outside, you know, from his position. If somebody doesn't follow him, then they're probably in the zone. Tom Brady reads that stuff like, you know, in his sleep. But Tom Brady is very smart 
and he's very accurate. And so when he's, you know, everything, when he's, everything's in sync, and when Tom Brady is, you know, on fire, you're, you're probably going to have a hard time. And don't let them get a little running game going because, you know, I've never known them to really give up a lot of points. They play solid defense too. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they're at number eight. They're, they're going to be in the top ten. They're going to be in the hunt. It's just a matter of, you know, I think for the New England Patriots, they've reached such a standard. You know, and they might be the only team right now with the exception of maybe, you know, we might say Denver. But it's Super Bowl or bust for the New England Patriots. Just making the playoff, that's, you know, that's not the Patriots' way. The Patriots' way is really Super Bowl or bust. What do you think about that, Chef? Uh, I think that's true. I think um, uh, one thing that they're – one thing about the New England Patriots, they're like that team that you hear about a lot in the beginning of the season. Then after the beginning of the season, you don't hear about them at all. The next thing you know, they're in the playoffs, and they have a great chance of winning the Super Bowl. And it's all because of uh, that guy that's behind that center. It's all because of uh, Tom Brady. He plays, like, ridiculous in the last few uh, games in, in the playoffs. He's just uh, Tommy Terrific. Yeah, and I- and uh, one thing you have to – you have to definitely put them in the top eight. The way they're playing and the record that they have – they're definitely a top ten team, and and listen, I you know I'm I'm one of them kind of guys, man. I ain't got no man crush on nobody, but I I, I want to give Tom some credit. I thought he was extremely humble after the game when they were interviewing him, and as a matter of fact, I think he was it his cousin or his grandmother or somebody. He wanted to wish them something. You know, it's just like sometimes the media portrays a person to be one way and then you get a chance to see them and they're a complete different way. And, I, you know, even though he's from that school up north, you know, I'm a fan for, of his because for one one thing, you know, they drafted him so low. You know, it took forever before they ever drafted the man, you know, and then he finally got a chance to prove what he could do. And uh, so so, I, so I'm happy for him. So let's, let's move on from uh, any kind of uh, misconception that I might be rooting for that team up north and let's get to number seven. So number seven is... Uh, you're probably not gonna like this. The San Diego Chargers, and and I I don't even want to spend any time talking on the San Diego Chargers. How could the San Diego Chargers lose and still be at number seven? I, I believe they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they did. It was a close game, so I think that's why they're. Still but it's a close game. But it's not. Do you think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl? It's not like the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And if you get beat by the Chiefs, you only fall to number seven. Come on, really. Or do you think they fell five spots? They fell five spots. I think that's a good place for them. Okay, they have a solid team. Okay, so they okay, so they have a okay. But do you think the Kansas? I'm, I'm sorry, the San Diego Chargers right now are better than the New England Patriots. You know, I think yeah, I think I put them above them, and the way uh, Philip Rivers is playing, I think he could shut the just shut that whole New England Patriots defense down. No, I, I, I'd never, I would never, I don't care how many games, I, I would never take the San Diego Chargers over the New England Patriots. I just wouldn't do it. I, I just feel that, you know, first of all, you're right. You got Phillip Rivers against Tom Brady. Can you imagine Tom Brady in a game and knowing that Phillip Rivers is on the other side? You know, you know Tom's going to be motivated for that game. You know he's going to be motivated for that game. And he's going to be, he's going to do everything he can to win. You know, it's one thing about the New England Patriots, too. I, I meant to say this earlier about the New England Patriots. We, we talked about the fact that the San Francisco 49ers gave up and started putting substitutes in. That is something that very rarely do you ever in the National Football League see where you take starters out the game and you put 
backups in the game. That usually just does not happen for one thing. And I'll tell you what, if you're talking about playing 60 minutes and that's the game is completely out of hand, and even when it's completely out of hand, you still fight because what you're trying to do is you're trying to work on something. You're trying to improve. There's something that's, that's not working right, and we want to get that out of our system. So we want to play it out. We don't just want to just, okay, it's over. No, you want to play 60 minutes. So, I, I, you know, I, I'm just thinking when you play the New England Patriots, Tom Brady there's always a chance. If there's some time on the clock, there's always a chance. Just like this, this, this Pittsburgh game we saw the other night, you know, well, last, yeah, all those points that the Steelers in a couple minutes, you know, uh, well, less than a couple minutes scored. It's like, wow, really? So you never know. But I, I just, I would, Tom Brady against the San Diego Chargers, I wouldn't care what the score was. I would think that Tom Brady just, the mystique of him would come back and get them. So, Okay, so we'll let the charges. We'll, we'll let you have the charges, but I believe it's um, about we got. Nah, I don't think we're going to get to do this. We're on what number six, Julian? Uh, number six is the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I'll tell you what. What we're going to do is we're going to hold off on that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to talk about him after the break because we're going to take this break. I'm going to change the subject. We're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming event here in. Arizona, which is, and that's what it is. It's an event. The Super Bowl is, is not a game. It's an event. And it's an event that's pretty special to me and a whole lot of other guys who played in this game and continue to play this game. And I'm going to spend some time talking about what goes on here, particularly for players, current and former, after the break. So you're listening to Rail of Sports. I'm going to take this break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to line, of course, with Chef Julian. And he's going to come back after we take this break. Rail is supposed on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All 
right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I want to thank Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City for he and I had a little discussion there, and we will uh, reconvene that discussion uh, after this segment of the show. Uh, of course, we were talking about uh, the National Football League, as well as what matters to me. And what matters to me is, of course, the World Series is about to uh, take place uh, it's amazing that uh, Kansas City and, of course, uh, San Francisco will be playing in that game. I don't think uh, at the beginning of the season a lot of people thought those were the two teams that would be there, but they're there, and I uh, wish them both the best. Uh, we want to talk a little bit now about, well, I, I think it's uh, probably the greatest event here in the United States of America, at least a sporting event, and that is the Super Bowl. It's not just a game. Uh, it's uh, an event, and it's not just the game of which uh, people come to the city of which the game will be played in uh, just to watch. There's a lot of other activities to support that uh, event, which is expanded beyond just uh, uh, a day uh, to a week, and in this case, two weeks, because the Pro Bowl will be a week before that. But certainly one of the events that take place is a Super Bowl-sanctioned player networking event. And that, of course, is uh, hosted and produced by my good friend, Guy Troop from Troop 21, and I want to welcome Guy to this segment of the show. Guy, how's it going out there? I'm doing well, Ray. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule. I'm sure you're probably someplace in the country at uh, one of those universities out there. And uh, I appreciate you taking time out to uh, spend some time with me because I want to let the world know about uh, the work that you've been doing for the past uh, 15 years. This particular time when we speak, I know the last time we spoke about a lot of other things that it pertains to the development of of young men, student athletes who become professionals and, and of course, life after. But there's one particular aspect about life after that I want to make sure we spend this 15 minutes on, and that's the player-owned businesses. There are, there are several, uh, there's more than several. As a matter of fact, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you told me there's going to be uh, 15 guys of which you're going to highlight uh, that own their own businesses. So, um if, if, if that's correct, Guy, is, is that what you're going to do? Is there 15 uh, young men that you're going to be working with that, that are owners of their own business? Well, we, we have uh, more than 15 that uh, will join the Gridiron Game Plans, the ultimate player-owned business competition at the Super Bowl. It's formatted similarly to the Shark Tank, where we're looking at businesses-owned and operated by active and former NFL players. They're going to be there to promote, market, and brand their businesses to our uh, guests and other players at the 15th Annual Player Networking event. And uh, we're, we're excited that uh, three or four will get a chance to be finalists and pitch for, for uh, funding for their initiatives. So we have a couple of active players. Carlos Dansby uh, has a men's grooming line that he's really excited about getting off the ground. Carlos is a former Arizona Cardinal. He's now uh, with the Cleveland Browns. So they're having some, some great success, and he's been he's been an integral part of that success. We also have uh, Mr. Kevin Bickerson, an active player with uh, the Denver Broncos that uh, has been a, a supporter and investor in a, in a football camp called the Sound Mind, Sound Body Football Camp. And so those are two active players that will be involved with the event. And then we have several former players who are looking to really 
take their businesses to another level. I know there's there's one guy, uh, there's several of them, which I, I want to uh, to ask you to speak a little bit more in, in terms of uh, explain to everybody what they're doing uh, with their businesses. But one in particular, because he's uh, spent some time in that state of Pennsylvania, like myself, John Gilmore. What's, what's John doing nowadays? Oh, John Gilmore. Uh, John is really in the uh, apparel and sports memorabilia business. So what John does is take memories from athletics competitions and frame and promote them uh, for different colleges and universities, as well as in, in, in the retail space. So John is, you know, he, he has some really innovative ideas some creative products. Uh, that he's developed, and so he's our official uh, uh, apparel partner for the player networking event, but he's trying to get his business to another level. Uh, as an example, he'll take, uh, you know, a portion of a field. If, if at Florida State, you know, they're resurfacing their field, well, he, he's taking that side or, or that, that turf and framing it and, and really customizing it with the Florida state logos and emblems, and he's making that uh, really a fundraising opportunity for Florida State, but it's also a revenue opportunity for his business. John's doing some great work, and uh, we're excited to have him back uh, at, the, at the networking event. Last year was his first year attending and learning more about our, our network. Well, we might as well stay right there in that state of Pennsylvania because another young man that I'm that I know of, and that is uh, John Brunson, who attended Penn State University, was uh, is a former Arizona Cardinal. Uh, I think John is doing some special things that not only helps himself, but he also helps some other players as well. A- am I correct in saying that? Well, I hope we don't have any more. We we do have a couple more players named John. Maybe this should be called <laughs> John John John. <laughs> Uh, but John, yeah, John Brunson is a former tight end for Arizona, and he's uh, come up with a very innovative concept, and he's partnering with the Chamber of Commerce uh, in the local Phoenix metropolitan area and creating a networking uh, platform for, for former and active players to really learn business from the, the business community. So he has uh, a really great concept. Uh, where he's connecting players to the business community in hopes of teaching them a little more about their own businesses and, and how they might create partnerships and alliances. Well, I'll I tell you, there's another gentleman on here, and his name is not John, that I also want you to share with our audience a little bit about what he's done. I, I've been extremely impressed with him. Each year that I get a chance to spend some time with him, uh, he's advanced his business each year he comes back. And has had tremendous success, and and that of course is uh, uh, Adam Walker. Oh, well, Adam! Yeah, Adam's a, a Super Bowl champion. He uh, played for the San Francisco Forty ers and I was fortunate enough to uh, become an entrepreneur at a young age. He, he uh, when he left football, he's he's had several businesses, but his latest venture is a is a packaging company where. He, he basically takes corrugated boxes and other forms of packaging and, and sells it back to institutional clients. He, um, just last year, he, uh, he got a round of funding that took his business to, you know, an elite level. I think he, he as a minority uh, business, he's uh, really distanced himself from all other minority packaging companies. And uh, I think he's working with uh, a couple of well-known organizations like UPS, 
and uh, doing some of the packaging for them, and I think Miller Coors is one uh, another one of his clients. So Adam actually won our personal branding competition a couple years ago, uh, and we try to change up our programming every year for the player networking event. So we he's been a a, a, a role model, a participant, and this year uh, he's in the business competition trying to see if he can take it to the next level uh, or support an existing player that's, that's trying to take it to the next level. Uh, next up, we, we have another gentleman that I, I want to thank him uh, because I know there was a few years ago and uh, we were, I believe we were in Indianapolis and uh, we were doing our, our live broadcast and uh, the schedule, uh, according to schedule, we were supposed to have Vernon Davis as our, as our guest and uh, I think Vernon was enjoying himself at the Super Bowl and was running a little bit late, so uh, I had to bring in another gentleman, and, and like an offensive lineman is always willing to do, he's willing to sacrifice himself for somebody else so that they might, uh, they might uh, enjoy that spotlight a little bit more than he does. And, uh, but this person, I'm also rooting for him because I am born and raised from the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio, and I hope that this man's name is called this time. I know we've been waiting for his name to be called a few times as he's participating in the player networking event, and that's Will Shields. Yeah, Will. Will is a great guy. Is a you know one of the leaders of the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs during his playing days. Uh, has several businesses. He's in banking. Uh, he has a uh, really a, a charitable organization that he's very much a part of. He's an NFL ambassador where the NFL actually contracts him to go around and help other other athletes. Uh, but the business he's at the networking event to promote is a is a health and fitness business. So he has a health and fit, fitness concept in Kansas City where he's really uh, concentrating on helping athletes become elite uh, with some of the training programs, but he's also just offering overall health and wellness opportunities for the community. So Will is uh, hoping to go into the Hall of Fame and hoping to take his business to a Hall of Fame level. Well, God, we got two minutes, and so we're going to try to squeeze it in, but we can, we probably can run over just a bit before we take that next commercial break. So why don't you go ahead? The next two I'd like for you to share with the audience a little bit about is... Well, uh, yeah, I'll just give a quick highlight of some other guys, and, and uh, the next time we come on the show, we can give the other guys a little more attention. We have, uh, uh, of course, the, Spencer Tillman has supported the event for years. Spencer has a television and film production company that uh, he right now he hosts the uh, the Outland Trophy, the Lombardi Awards, where he produces that for television. He's trying to take his television production business to another level. He's also a journalist for CBS. Uh, Ray Mickens just launched the airport bar and grill called Wild Blue. What Ray is a former New York Jet, Texas A&M grad. Um, we have a gentleman by the name of Gerald Hayes, who's right there, played with the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, uh, who has a multimedia production company and a studio that he's trying to take to the next level. Uh, George Knopp is a, is a fine art artist and a sculptor that uh, is, is, has been doing great artwork for years and is trying to get his, his rare art form out there to the, to the athlete community. So we're excited about having him. Um, and then a gentleman named Reggie Howard uh, has a charitable organization with a for-profit arm that uh, he's partnering with, and they're doing some great work in the 
in the digital space as well as they're creating apps with young entrepreneurs. So they have a, a, a relationship with Microsoft right now uh, that he's really excited about, and they're, they're actually probably the one business that's looking for significant funding. They're, they're looking to raise about $20 million bucks uh, to, to launch their company in the Silicon Valley. So uh, exciting stuff. I know that's probably two minutes, and we can, we can talk about the other uh, businesses the next time I come on the show, right? Well, I certainly appreciate it, Guy. Now, just in case there's somebody out there who's looking for some additional information, is there a website that they can go to? Yes. PNEinfo.com. That's Paul Nancy Edwards, I-N-F-O, PNEinfo.com. You get all the information about the 15th annual player networking event at the Super Bowl. All right. Thank you very much, Guy. Okay, you heard it right there. PNEinfo.com. You want to find out more about the 15th annual player networking event, be sure to log on to that site, and I'm sure there will be plenty of information there. So we're going to take a break and come right back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, a living like it matters. Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City will come back with me after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters, the World Series will start tonight. Pick your teams. And if I was you, hey, Kansas City is hot. Why, why not stick with them, you know? I don't know if they're going to win it, but, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. They haven't lost yet. No reason to start losing now. I want to thank Guy Troop from Troop 21. Uh, who spent some time with us, of course, talking about the player networking event, particularly about player-owned businesses. That's right, player-owned businesses. Young men who have uh, played in the National Football League have gone on to a career outside of football, may have something to do with football, but still, uh, it's a business uh, of which they're no longer participating on the field, but they continue uh, to provide for themselves, their families, and create opportunities for other people once their careers are done. They can be a tremendous contribution to society 
provided they get under the wings and the umbrella of some people like Guy Troop and Troop 21 who are offering assistance to help players in transition. So let me move right back, if you will, and I'm going to transition back into the game of football, the National Football League, and we're talking about the powerhouse. The powerhouse is what I'm going to call it, the power rankings, but the powerhouse team is going to be number one. And are they really a powerhouse? Mm, I don't know. We'll certainly see. But right now, going up that ladder or, or down that power, yeah, no, up that that ladder of the of the power rankings, and we're at number six. And number six is going to be who, Chef Julian? Uh, number six is the Green Bay Packers. And number six is the Green Bay Packers. And they got another person that, again, I would never count them out. I, I just think that if you – not quite as much as Tom Brady. I, I, in, I, in fact, I'd be interested in seeing how they show up in terms of statistically – when they've been in a position where they're down in, let's say, let's say at halftime, very few times are they down at halftime, let's say fourth quarter. I like to see the numbers in terms of comebacks of Aaron Rodgers compared to Tom Brady because, you know, I, I don't think I'd take anybody, you know, ahead of Tom. Uh, I just think he's, he's that good. But this bad man Aaron Rodgers uh, at number six, is that the right spot for them, Chef Julian? What do you think? I think they should be higher. I, I, was, I actually do. I think that – the way that Aaron Rodgers is playing right now, his ratio is his his touchdown to interception ratio is eighteen to one, and it looks like it could go higher because it looks like he's not throwing any interceptions. He's a bad man. He told them R E L A X, and I think the way he's been playing these <laughs> past few weeks, uh, it, he made he made this this fan his fans. He made them react relax, and I think now. He's making them believe that they can do more damage. And I, last week I called their defense soft, and they didn't look soft. They bullied the Carolina Panthers uh, Sunday. Well, I, I was a little disappointed. I, I thought, again, you like to have, you know, some confidence in the man who's at the helm. And I just thought Cam Newton could do something. And But one thing about it, you don't ever want to be called soft in the National Football League. I think uh, uh, Brian... Uh, Dawkins talked about that last week on the Big Boy Show. You know, you don't want to be talked about and use the term soft to identify you as a man on the football field. That just don't go hand in hand. And that man, uh, that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, who asked people to relax. When, when, when a football player says that to you, a football player is telling you that he's not perplexed by what just happened in terms of a game that he may have lost because he knows exactly what he did wrong. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's, it's not that we've got to go back in and we've got to start all over and tear this thing up and start over from the beginning. No, he knows exactly where the mistakes were. He knows what mistakes he made. He knows what the mistakes that the other people on his team made. And he knows it's something that they can fix. It's not a time for any adjustments. It's not a time well, adjustments maybe, but, but not changes. And, and I think that's where Aaron was letting people know, hey, just relax. You know, we got it. We, we know what we did wrong. We're going to fix it. It is fixable, and we'll be okay. So with that being said, let's move on to uh, number five. And number five is going to be? The Arizona Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals, I, I Patrick Peterson, in case you listen out there, I'm going to shout out to Patrick Peterson, who I said could be an Hall of Fame free safety if they move him to free safety. Hall of Fame free safety, I'm calling it right now. But a good, a damn good corner right now in the National Football League. And I think one thing you need on defense, you know, if you look at, you know, a team that's going to go on and win the Super Bowl, 
you can believe that their corners perform extremely well. Their secondary, as a matter of fact, when a team wins a Super Bowl, their secondary probably, you know, all four of those guys, somebody back there has a Pro Bowl year, probably two or three people. Because most of the time in a game, when you, when you win a game or when you lose a game, your passing game has a lot to do with it. The, the running game always opens up the passing game, which is what you try to do because ultimately you can get to the end zone a lot faster, you know, in a passing play than you can in a running play. And so, therefore, that's what you're trying to ultimately, you're trying to set your passing game up by your running game. And so, therefore, if you're playing against a defense, if they can shut down your passing game, then, hey, then they can stack some people in the box and know you're going to run it and, and then try to stop you there. Patrick Peterson, he got a, you know, he's got a Camardi on the other side, and I, I, I like the secondary. I, I like the Arizona. I've always liked the Arizona Cardinals defense. I've said this just about every show that I'm on, and I, I'll continue to say this because they, they hustle to the ball. They consistently are running to the ball, and think good things happen when you run to the football. They also have been able to play, as we talked about earlier, those three quarterbacks. One interception, three quarterbacks. Larry Fitzgerald, as much as everybody thinks he's kind of dried up, he's got no. Larry's still the leading receiver on this team and is making an impact, quietly making an impact in the National Football League. Larry Fitzgerald, quietly, whew, making a play all the time. So I like the Arizona Cardinals. Do I like them at five? They're going to be at the dance. That's all I care. Get, get, get to the dance, and you can go from there. Uh, I believe they at, at five, they're probably still number one in their division. I don't think anybody else is ahead of them. So number four would be? Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. And the Indianapolis Colts is a team. You know, I'm going to say that the Indianapolis Colts is almost a team that kind of reminds you of the San Diego Chargers and maybe another team that we're going to talk about a little bit later. They disappoint. They're, they're, they're going to take you to, you know, maybe to the playoffs, but they're going to they're gonna disappoint. So I know Andrew Luck, you know, Andrew Luck, play, he's doing just about everything that he can. But then it gets to a point where, you know, even Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck has a little bit of Tony Romo in him. Every now and then, you know, he's going to play some great games. But he might throw an interception or two that might cost the game, you know. So, but I, but I, I, I like the Colts. But they're doing ex- exactly what I expect them to do. Nothing really overwhelming about them. As a matter of fact, if it were like a, a real big game, I, I don't think a coach team would be one that I'd be threatened by either. So we got the coach and number next. Number three is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the only reason why, uh, and I'm, this is not a homer move right here. You know, I, I, I like where they're at because I know who two and one is. But but I like where they are because where they are, they're right on the heels. I'm going to go ahead and say to those Dallas Cowboys, and of course those Dallas Cowboys know that those Philadelphia Eagles are coming their way. And, and the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I, you know, the Dallas Cowboys got a good running game, but I, I'm not sure that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm more concerned about the Dallas Cowboys being able to throw the ball against the Philadelphia Eagles. But now that we got Malcolm Jenkins back there in that secondary, notice I did say we, um, I'm not so worried about that. And number two, of course, is the Dallas Cowboys. Am I correct? Yes, And that is the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to let you talk about the Dallas Cowboys real fast because we got about a minute. What do you think about the Dallas Cowboys? You know, they're a great team. Uh, They're A great, a great, uh, uh, timeout, timeout, great team, not a great team. Good team, not a great team, right? 
Yeah, they're a good team. I mean, DeMarco, the offensive line has been making uh, DeMarco Murray look like a stud. Um, he's been playing. He's been playing excellent this, these past uh, seven weeks. But I just I don't know why something in, in me is not buying in to this Cowboy team. Well, one thing about like one thing about, about the team. Well, one thing about Demarco Murray, what he's done is historic. He's the first man to ever have seven games, the first seven games of the season with a hundred yards or more. So we got to give him his props in that. But you know, not quite, but something similar to like Emmitt Smith. He had a great line. He had a huge line. I think Chef Julian could have gained 100 yards behind that line that Emmitt Smith has. I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, I think, uh, again, DeMarcus Murray, I like, the, I like the way he runs the ball, uh, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not buying the Dallas Cowboys yet, but I like that it's competitive, that the Eagles and Cowboys are, are competitive again. I look forward to that. Of course, at number one, we got the Denver Broncos, and it's like this. We know it. The bottom line for Peyton Manning, it's Super Bowl win or bust. Nothing else. We, the fact that you're number one, you stay number one in the power rankings, whatever, Peyton, it's Super Bowl win or, to be honest, or go home. Because that's really all we want to see you do now because we don't want to see you get hurt. You broke all the records. There's nothing else for you to prove. Win this Super Bowl and go home. But go home. As a winner, Peyton, don't go home with Eli having more Super Bowl trophies than you have. I want to thank Chef Julian for joining me on the show. It's always fun when you join me, Chef. I think I'll see you next week, and I'd like to see the rest of you back as well. So be sure to tune in to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Thank you, Guy True from Troop 21, celebrating the 15th annual Player Networking event at this year's Super Bowl. Be sure that you listen to a couple shows down the road because we're going to be talking about that. But for now, I got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.